Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you for being here with us. Without you, there'd be no point really in doing it. Right. We could just sit here and talk to ourselves, but that would be stupid. Boy, you would not like being stuck in a room just talking to me. Oh, you got that right. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get that right? That yeah. might be the truest thing you've ever said, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I I know this well because mm-hmm. I sit around and talk to myself right. all day, and okay. I hate that. And you hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's understandable. Uh, we had the mother of all hailstorms last night. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It went right through my area and uh, deposited some uh, fairly sizable hail. I'm talking some of it. Right there. Yeah, that's one. That's one of the medium, maybe large, but we had larger than that. So that's what? What would you call that? Uh, Baseball almost or Uh, golf ball for sure? That's golf ball, but I think you had baseball in your very near area. We did have baseball size uh, when it, it looked like B-52s were bombing our pool. It was it's, like a whole squadron of them. It was amazing yeah. what was going on. A month ago, we had a hailstorm at our house, and those were golf ball size. And you feel like you're under attack. It's not, do, yeah, you do. do, 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 do. It's nuts. We have two vehicles still being repaired from the last hailstorm. Oh, I bet. So we have rental yeah. cars in the driveway getting pelted last night. Jeez. It was fun. It was good. So the night started uh, a little eerily with the tornado sirens going off. Can you hear those in your area? Do they have Yeah, I went far? outside and, man, when I, when I came back in, <coughs> hail followed me in. Like, it hailed in our house because I'm an idiot and I was out there in it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yes, and it was a creepy sound. Really creepy. Um, and something I've never heard before, mm. a, a spoken message came on. Oh, I didn't get that. Through those tornado siren speakers. Uh-oh. I mean, you know, these they're fairly distant. I don't even know where they are exactly. But they're somewhere in the area, and there's many stations throughout the DFW area. But it's loud enough so you can kind of make out what they're saying, even though they're miles away. Oh, wow. Uh, and it was telling everybody to shelter, take shelter immediately. So... My family panicked. <laughs> They're like, wake up the baby. Let's get out of here. I'm like, where are we, where we going to go? Uh, I guess we could stand in the pantry. And, it would be... huh. and uh, so I thought the better of maybe fleeing the area. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we just, we, we kind of turned on the local news as you always do. Mm-hmm. I was just settling in. Yeah. To watch the incredible speech from, from our president who has done such great things in the first hundred days of his administration. Right? Yeah. When every, all, you know, the, all the crap hit the fan. Yeah. I specifically watched it on local you have to. TV because Seriously. of the storm. That's yeah. why I was watching it. All these people are like, you weren't watching it on the blaze. Well, I'm sorry. I was under a tornado warning, so I needed to right. flip it over there. Believe me, when the tornado sirens go off, you turn on the local news. Yeah. And you don't... <laughs> You don't care if it's the Blaze feed at that time. And quite honestly, it's, it's it was a coin flip, right? You want to be in a tornado or you want to watch right. this president speak for an that hour plus. is a difficult choice. Mm-hmm. The tornado sirens probably go off, what, maybe a couple of times a year. But it's still really surreal every time it happens. A little spooky. Uh, but it makes me appreciate what the Londoners went through in World War II. Right. Can you imagine every single night for 
two years. Uh, and it was never a false alarm. When, when those sirens went off, sure enough, bombers were coming and they were dropping bombs on you. They got bombed every night. <clears throat> Just, I mean, terrifying. And we don't have basements here in North Texas. Right. There's so, really nowhere to go. Yeah. Or a pantry. <laughs> you, know? you go to the pantry. You go to the pantry. You right. go to the place, I guess, in the middle of the house that's sturdiest. But I'm telling you, <clears throat> this happens time and time again, and I tweet about it, and it comes true every time. When the birds are making a stink when I go out to work in the morning, when I go out to the driveway and they're chirping oh, in the middle of the night. They know it's coming. Yes, and mm. it happens time and time again. Huh, that's and interesting. It did yesterday too. That's really interesting. I, and, I mean, mm. the, I put the tweet out yesterday morning. I was like, North Texas, for what it's worth, every time the birds are chirping this early, it's going to be a dangerous day ahead. Ta-da! How weird is that? It's very weird. <clears throat> but the birds, the birds know. know. The bir- well, the birds yeah. And the bees. And as your audience points out and pointed out on Twitter, mm-hmm. since the birds aren't real, of course they know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're programmed, man. They know when the government overlords mm-hmm. are going to send their uh, havoc our way through their weather machines. Well, we control the they weather, know. right? Yeah. Right. It's the weather machine that, that caused what, what happened to us last night. Yeah. And the, the thing that is so tragic in <clears throat> my area is that everyone... I wouldn't say everyone, but I'd say half of the neighborhood has already gotten their new roofs from the last hailstorm a month ago. Right. Ta-da! Guess who's coming back? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, all right. Then you turn to the other disaster, which is Joe Biden, of course. Yeah. And wow, was that tough to... I mean, I it hadn't lasted three minutes before the tornado siren, so I, I was excused from most of it, frankly. Oh. But... Uh, it was, you know, they of course made a huge deal out of the fact that Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi were both there, and that's fine. That's wonderful. It's historic. <laughs> I, I don't care when they're Marxists. It doesn't, it doesn't fill me with pride to think, oh, good, there's two women back there who are both socialist-leaning idiots making decisions for our country that is, that that is going to destroy this country. Yeah, I got to watch the speech this morning and from start to finish. I mean, it is it is a Marxist playbook right there. Sure is. <laughs> it's take from the rich, give to the poor. They keep calling that Robin Hood stuff. That's not what Robin Hood did. Thank you. Thank you. For the millionth time, <laughs> that's not what Robin Hood was about. He didn't steal from the rich and give to the poor. He took from the government, which had illegally stolen from the people and gave it back to the people it was stolen from. So it would be like if he breaks into the U.S. Treasury and then returns our tax money. That's that's what Robin Hood did, <laughs> and I would love to see somebody do that because oh, uh, it would theory. be nice to get some of our. In theory, he's not. In he's theory. not condoning. <clears throat> no, of course not. Breaking into the U.S. Treasury. Besides, you're not going to find anything there but you know printer paper. <laughs> that's right. There's nothing to take. Uh, so here is our fearless. Leader talking about crisis and opportunity. Cut number one. My fellow Americans, while the uh, setting tonight is familiar, this gathering is just a little bit different. Reminder of the extraordinary times we're in. Throughout our history, presidents have come to this chamber to speak to Congress, to the nation, and to the world, to declare war, to celebrate peace, to announce new plans and possibilities. Tonight, I come to talk about 
crisis and opportunity, about rebuilding the nation, revitalizing our democracy. We don't have a democracy. And winning the future for America. God, it's just the continued stupidity of that. I don't know how many times he said it last night either. It, it, just while I was watching, I think he said it three times. Our democracy, our democracy, our democracy. It's not a democracy. <laughs> but there's no quit in America. Biden says Americans always get up. Here it is, uh, cut number two. We all know life can knock us down. But in America, we mm. never, ever, ever stay down. Americans always get up. Today, that's what we're doing. America's rising anew. Choosing hope over fear. <sighs> Truth over lies and hope light over, over darkness. Pause it for a second. Choosing hope over fear? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing could be further from the truth on that. You think about uh, the COVID situation? Are they choosing hope over fear? No. All they preach is fear and fear-mongering. That's all they do 24-7. Be afraid. Wear your mask. Keep distant from everybody. Don't let anybody come near you. Don't go outside. If you do go outside, wear a mask. Okay, well, now maybe it's not necessary to wear a mask, but if you're vaccinated, maybe you can go outside without a mask, Yeah, but maybe not. Yeah, fear of COVID is the new uh, left hot scare tactic. It's kind of, for the time being, replaced climate change, which is, you know, something else to be completely fearful of. I don't know if it's replaced it so much as been added to it. Been added to it, Which is great. Yeah. Yeah, the fear mongering on climate change has been unprecedented. All right, let's see what else he had to say. After 100 days of rescue and renewal, America is ready for a takeoff. Rescue and renewal. We're working again. Oh, jeez. Dreaming again. Discovering again. And leading the world again. We have shown each other and the world that there's no quit in America. None. 100 days ago, America's house was on fire. We had to act. What? And thanks to the extraordinary leadership of Speaker Pelosi, uh-huh. Majority Leader Schumer, uh-huh. and the overwhelming support of the American people, Democrats, and Independents, and Republicans. people's titles, I can't we did say. Uh-huh. Together we passed the American Rescue Plan, uh-huh. one of the most consequential rescue packages in American history. Uh-huh. We're already seeing the results. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Look at that. What a ridiculous We're already seeing the room result. layout, too. Look at that. You got people so stupid. 20 feet apart. So it's so stupid. Yeah. And everyone in that room has been vaccinated. Every single person is vaccinated. <laughs> and the Democrats are all still wearing masks. Every single one of them. And standing way apart. Why? I, I thought the point of the vaccine is so that you can't get it. And you certainly can't pass it to other people who've also had the vaccine because, presumably, they can't get it either. So what are you doing wearing a mask either, in that situation? The vaccine, in so quotes, asinine. either works or it doesn't, right? Right! But see, they got to put on a show for the rest of us so that we will live in fear and go, Oh my gosh, I see that they're standing far apart and wearing masks. I've got to be controlled too. Yeah. And when the cameras are off... They're out there in the hallway. They got their glad hand in. They're hanging out. Masks are 50 mm-hmm. miles away, man. They don't care. Yeah, we have a uh, 
a nurse. Biden telling the story of a nurse. Oh, good. So I love beautiful. stories. I love I love it, it when presidents love do it. stories. Yeah, when story they start time. in. Mm-hmm. Because well, I was sworn in on January 20th. It's less powerful. than 1% of the seniors in America are fully vaccinated mm. against COVID-19. <sighs> 100 days later, mm. 70% of seniors in America, over 65, are protected, fully protected. <sighs> Senior deaths from COVID-19 are down 80% since January. Uh-huh. Down 80% because of all of you. And more than half of all the adults in America have gotten at least one shot. Mm -hmm. I'm a minority. Mass vaccination center in Glendale, Arizona. Oh, story time. I asked the nurse. Yeah. I said, what's it like? Pudding. She looked at me and she said, it's like every shot Mm -hmm. is giving a dose of hope. Oh, that's beautiful. A dose oh, of hope. Yeah, Gosh, you, that's beautiful. Yeah. A dose of hope for an educator Three in Florida. Times. Three times. Was a, a child suffering from an autoimmune disease. A dose of hope. There's wrote a to me. A dose said of she's hope. worried that she was worried about bringing the virus home. Uh-huh. She said she then got vaccinated at a, at a large uh, site uh, in her uh, car. Uh, uh, she said she sat in her car. She got vaccinated and just cried. Uh, oh, wow. Cried out of joy. Did she that's really? Cried out of relief. Yeah. Yeah. Parents. Joy and relief. Seeing the smiles on their kids' faces for those who are able to go back to school. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the teachers and school bus drivers and oh. cafeteria workers have been vaccinated. Okay. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Grandparents mm-hmm. hugging their children and Again, for the first time in over a year. Against the window. I mean, you're just oh, yeah. sick if oh, that's man. the case. To say goodbye. Just oh. say goodbye. Just say it. It means everything. It means everything. everything. Those everything. things mean everything. They mean everything. Those things do. You know, there's still. Whisper, whisper to me, baby. You all know it. You know it better than any group of Americans. Tell me, Joe. Really? There's still more work to do to beat this virus. Uh, right. That means we're, we're, we got to still control every aspect of your life. Wait a minute. Dose of hope. Uh, Dose of hope, Mr. Only President. through us. Mr. President, only you, just, you literally us. just said that 70% mm. of seniors are, quote, fully protected. You just said that. So mm-hmm. if they're fully protected because of the vaccine, mm-hmm. then why the hell are they still wearing masks everywhere? Why? Why? I mean, that's, I mean, is that not a fair question? Especially when you piggyback that mm-hmm. with his, right out of the gate, January 20th, he said 100 days, wear masks. For, I'm just asking for 100 days of mask wearing. Today's 100 well, days. Well, let's celebrate then. Yeah. Because today's the last day of mask wearing. You're talking about everyone being fully protected from the vaccine. You're talking about 100 days wearing like the mask. That. And here we are at 100 days. So to, today, why? right now, the reason, you know, it would have made so much sense for them to do that speech tonight on the 100 day, mm-hmm. uh, well, landmark. Well, tonight is the <laughs> NFL draft. Right. Priorities, they, baby. Come on. No, they can't compete with that. But you know how symbolic so, it would have been? It would have been great. If dude had gotten up there and lit a <laughs> mask on fire during the speech. Oh, well, that'd be cool. But that would that would mean freedom, and we can't have that. That is so outdated. You think you're going to get your freedoms back? What do you think on. this is, America? Right. <laughs> get ready, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, get ready. We right. see nothing yet. Uh, let me tell you about uh, Built Bar. Uh, this is something that you will enjoy. Uh, Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. In fact, you won't think it's a protein bar when you eat it. You'll believe it is a, a candy bar. So delicious Mm -hmm. and good for you. 17 grams of protein. It's really high in protein and fiber, and it's really low in calories, sugar, and carbs. And so you can eat it and not feel guilty all day long, stewing over, oh, God, how much is that going to cost me? Uh, How many pounds am I, how how many times am I going to, 
you know, if you're like me, what kind of workout am I going to have to do after that? Because uh, I'm so committed you yeah. know, to keeping this body in the shape it's in. Right well, that's now. good for you, man. Yeah. Dose of hope. <laughs> right. It's like a every protein, every one of these bars uh-huh. is a dose of hope. There you go. <laughs> this actually is, though. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code PAT, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Promo code PAT. Just one T. P-A-T. I don't waste uh, consonants like Lynn does. Um, 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Beware. Pat Gray is unleashed. Yeah! Oof. So, (laughs) I feel pretty confident that not a lot of people... Uh, in this audience, watched that speech last night. A lot of people asking me on Twitter last night if if we would be watching the speech for so them. So they don't have to, yes. Yeah, I don't commit to the... I'm uh, sorry. Usually I would have. Yeah, I do. However, you know, tornadoes. Uh, yeah. So that kind of took precedent. But uh, uh, if you saw it last night, I'd love to hear your thoughts on how you get through it. How do you get through it? Because it is agonizing. Every sentence is... Just something that inflames your distaste for these people. Um, so here we are with uh, with the president detailing the successes under the American Rescue Plan. Mm. Cut number four. That's why the Rescue Plan is delivering food and nutrition assistance to millions of Americans <laughs> facing hunger. Oh. And hunger's down sharply already. Hung- <laughs> Pause it. We're also- <laughs> Wait. Hunger is down sharply? Really? People don't get hungry anymore? Well, I mean... The- I'm hungry every freaking day. What right. do you mean? Hunger is down I, sharply. I think his point was that it had just been <laughs> dinner time there in D.C., and then he did the speech, so no one okay, was hungry. Nobody was it hungry. Went, went sharply down. Huh, right okay. After. Well, yeah, these people eat at four in the afternoon at the early bird uh, you know, buffets. Hey, hey, hey. So, Hitting close right? to home, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, hear the rest of this. We're also providing rental assistance. You all know this. No, American you. people, I want to make sure they understand. Oh, talk down to me. Keeping baby. people from being evicted from their homes. Uh huh. Providing loans to small businesses that reopen and keep their employees on the job. Yeah. During these hundred days, yeah. an additional 800,000 Americans enrolled in the Affordable Care Act when I established a special sign up period to do that. 800,000 in that period. Good. So they get to get crappy coverage for a lot of, of money. Largest one time Perfect. ever investments, ever. Mm. In improving health care for veterans. Critical investments to address the opioid crisis. Opioids. And maybe most importantly, thanks to the American Rescue Plan, we're yeah. on track to cut child poverty in America in half. <laughs> How do you do that when their parents don't have jobs because they can't open their businesses? Mm. Oh, sorry. No, he's opening businesses. He just bragged about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's creating jobs. He's cre- he's created a, just a plethora of new jobs. He can't even count the new jobs he's created so many. Well, and then he's, of course, destroyed many, too, with, uh, for instance, the pipeline uh, that, he, that he stopped. But don't worry about that because uh, he said there were more job increases in his first 100 days than any other president's first 100 days. The economy created... More than 1,300,000 oh, new jobs mm. in 100 days. Numbers. More jobs in the first... Yay, dose of hope. 
more jobs in the first 100 days than any mm. president on record. Mm. The International Monetary Some Fund. Some of the presidents are off record, though, so you don't know about those. Oh, yeah? Yeah, a lot of them. Off record presidents? International. Yeah. Like Harris? Monetary yeah. Fund is now estimating our economy will grow at a rate of more than 6% this year. What? That'll be the really? fastest pace of economic growth in this country in nearly four decades. Yeah, I want to see it. Show me that. America's moving. <gasps> whisper, moving baby. forward. He's going to whisper to but us. We can't stop now. Oh, thank you, Lunchbox, We're in competition box, with Joe. China and other countries <sighs> to win the 21st century. We're at a great inflection point in history. Yeah, we are. We have to do more than just build back better. We build back, we have to build back better. But you just said that, dude. <laughs> we have to compete. <laughs> More strenuously so bad. I was wondering if that was going to pop so up. Throughout our history, if you think about it, mm-hmm. public investment in infrastructure <laughs> has literally transformed America. Yeah, cool. Our attitudes as well as our opportunities. Well, yeah. You know who built America? The Transcontinental Railroad. Sir. The interstate highways. Immigrants. United Two Oceans. And slaves. And a totally yeah. new age of progress. He didn't give credit the United to the States slaves. Of America. Mm-hmm. Universal public schools and oh, college aid. Listen to this nonsense. Open wide the doors of opportunity. Scientific breakthroughs took us to the moon. Now we're on Mars discovering vaccines, gave us the internet, and so much more. What? JFK and Al Gore. These are investments we made together as one country. And investments that only the government was in a position to make. Jeez. Oh, oh, oh. Time and again. Mm. They propel us into the future. Such bull crap. That's why I proposed the American Jobs Listen. Plan. Oh, oh no. I don't know where the clip is, but somewhere he wants to expand our uh, kids going to school, he says, from 12 years to 16 years. He wants to get them in at age three now. I don't know. that. I'm sure that's on here, and I just ruined the surprise for you, Pat. But, uh, yeah, he's... Uh, you bastard. Sorry, I know. How could you destroy the surprise? I took away your dose of We can't of be so busy competing <laughs> with one another. Mm. We forget the competition that we have with Pause the Pause it for a second. I, I wasn't quite ready for this. Um, yeah, yeah. I wanted to. I wanted to mention to his brilliance yeah. in saying we have to do more than build back better. Yeah. What, we what should we do? To, we have to build back better. Oh wait, you just said build right, back we'd better. We have to do more. What I said was yes, and I meant it. Yes. We you, have to do more than build back better. So what should we do? We have to build back better. Wait, no, again, you're just repeating yourself, old man. Okay, so, by the way, he has a big stumble later. Oh, he does? When he's talk- I don't know if we'll get to it. Loses his train of thought Yeah, like, and it's, of course, when he's talking about Putin, which just shows how nervous and ill-equipped he is to deal with that guy. But anyway, this is yep. apparently education thing that I just ruined the surprise right. for. Sorry. Mm-hmm. First century. Secretary Blinken can tell you, I spent a lot of time with President Xi. I bet you have. Mm. Traveled over 17,000 miles with him. Making deals, baby. For his son. Spent, they tell me, over 24 hours in private discussions with him. Uh Uh-huh. We know. When he called to congratulate him, we had a two-hour discussion. (laughs) You're his go-boy now. He's deadly earnest. (sighs) About becoming the most significant, consequential nation in the world. He and others... Autocrats think right. that democracy can't compete in the 21st century. Yeah, we're not a democracy. With autocracies. Because it takes too long to get consensus. <laughs> to Hello? win that competition for the future, in my view, oh, here we, go. we also need to make a once-in-a-generation investment 
In your kids. In our families and our children. Yes, mm. go for the kids, baby. That's why I've introduced That's why. the American Families Plan tonight. By taking which kids addresses from four their families. of the biggest challenges facing American families and in turn America. Mm-hmm. First is access to good education. When this nation made 12 years of public education universal 13. in the last century, it made us the best educated, best prepared nation <laughs> in the world. It's, I believe, the overwhelming reason that propelled us to where we got in the 21st and uh, the 20th century. Where do we, where do we get? Where do we got? The world's where caught we? up. You know where we got. We're catching up. Uh-huh. They're not waiting. They're not. I would say parenthetically. Okay. If we were sitting down, we set a bipartisan committee together and said, okay. Yeah. We're going to decide what we do in terms of government providing for free education. I wonder whether we'd think, as we did in the 20th century, that 12 years is enough in the 21st century. 13. I doubt it. Oh, he's going to whisper. 12 years is no longer enough today. After he clears his throat. To compete with the rest of the world in the 21st century. That's why my American Families Plan guarantees four additional years of public education for every person in America. Wow. Starting as early as we can. Bro. Wow. The great universities in this country have conducted studies for the last 10 years. It shows that adding two years of universal high-quality preschool mm-hmm. for every three-year-old and four-year-old, no matter what background they come from, okay. puts them in a position to be able to compete uh-huh. all the way through 12 years and increases exponentially their prospects uh, of graduating going on beyond graduation. Yeah. Again. Yeah. The research shows when a young child oh goes to school, not daycare, uh-huh. they're far more likely to graduate from high school than to go to college. <laughs> Just crazy. Or something after high school. When you add two years of free community college on top of that, you begin to change the dynamic. Well, we can do that. Wow. Wow, is this a joke? Yeah. I mean, uh, every... I mean, there's so many things. I know. Where do you begin? Uh, that you don't even know where to start. But I guess, you know, maybe this is a good place. Increasing to... exponentially. Top 1% right. or 2% mm-hmm. have done exponentially better. Well, corporate profit has been up over exponentially. <laughs> Their profits have come up exponentially. <laughs> it's going to be up exponentially. How is it possible nobody says to him, Mr. President, the word is exponentially it's exponentially. Come on, man. You don't think I know There that? is no D in exponentially. Come it's, on, man. It's not exponentially. Every time. Every time. It's hard to believe. How? Where are his advisors? Where are people? Of course, I mean, George W. kept saying nuclear, too, so which doesn't really exist, but he always said nuclear. <laughs> There's about three dozen things Obama nuclear. said. Yeah, all uh, the time. I would like to point out that he segued from competing with China to getting your kids out of the home as quickly as possible in order to compete with that country. So we're going to be more like them now. At apparently three years old. Yeah. Right? Because that's, that's when you'd have to start to jam in 16 years. And what have we said time and time again? What the bill is called is the opposite of what the bill does. Families Act? Yeah. By removing a child from their family in their formative years, stop it. Three. Just show up at the hospital and just rip them out of the nursery. (sighs) Well, it works in China. 
Yeah. Yeah, works yeah. really well yeah. there. And they, they identify people who have certain skills or tendencies, and then they jam them into that uh, area, whether it be uh, sports or <laughs> mathematics or history, whatever it is. Mm. If, you so, if you show some promise in an area, they're going to they're gonna make you develop that. And so it's important to get them out of the family as quickly as possible so we can t- you know, actually teach them things. Parents can't teach kids. Come on. So obviously you got to get them out of the home so that we can teach them things. Teach them the right way. Who knows what they're what they'd be learning in the home if they were there. Yeah. It's just too dangerous. Risky. We can't allow it to continue to happen. Risky. Just really scary. Wow. Uh there's a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh he babbled for quite some time last night on just about every issue and was wrong on all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, it takes some doing there. You got to really try to be as continually wrong as he is. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So we'll share that with you. Plus, there's uh, much more. By the way, Officer Brandon Brandon Tatum. All right, uh, will be joining us next hour in about one hour. Very cool. We saw his epic answer on the uh, BBC <laughs> to uh, the question about racism in America and police brutality, and he was. Fantastic on that. So Brandon Tatum coming up in about an hour. Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Joshua Lurch tweets: The most difficult thing I've done in twenty twenty one so far is watching the presidential address. Mm-hmm. Jim Eagle. Climate change is actually what caused COVID, so they go hand in hand. Oh, and don't forget racism. Racism also caused caused COVID. Yeah, racism is responsible for half, climate change the other half. Oh, and they got together and they yeah. made... Yeah, you know, and they made COVID-19. Barack Obama Jr. was born. Right. Uh, Navy aviator? Navy aviator. Uh, so Sniffy broke two of Pelosi's house rules right off the bat. Yes, he did. Took his mask off and called Pelosi and Harris women. Right. When they're supposed to be non-gender specific. Point of personal privilege. Ah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Please let's hear it. Please do not uh-huh. use gendered language right. to, to address everyone. <laughs> okay. Okay, that was, that right. was Speaker Pelosi's rule, right? Yes. Yes. So he broke his rule with the mask. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Pelosi's with the with the, uh, with the gender thing. Oh my, it's egregious. From Buck Naked, I can't take the whispering. He whispers gloom and doom to make us feel good about it. I guess seems that way. Yeah, yeah. And he thinks he's really sincere when he whispers. He thinks he's smooth. So right? smooth and so sincere, so serious. You can trust me because I'm whispering. Yeah, he got years of practice with preteen girls in the line when they were in the cinema. When he whispered in their ear. Yeah. yeah. Smell their hair. Come here, little girl. Mm. Yeah, you like it? Gee, your hair smells terrific. Yeah. Uh, Mom's (laughs) Mom's a Wizard tweets Do you think four additional years of schooling would have kept your son off the hookers and blow? Uh Lunchbox Joe? Uh (laughs) That's good. That's a good question. That's good. That's a really good question. All right, we got to go to uh, Steve oh. in Michigan. Hello, Steve. Hey, Steve. Bingo. Yes. Nicely done. Yes. Fire it up. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the most exciting right. winner we've had all year. <clears throat> yeah. It's, that was, Thank uh, you. It was really well done. So I your bingo, wait. where's your bingo? Yeah. Roll two. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Documentary, Keith, that's a good take. Despicable, Biden by a shotgun, and gun wasting extra mothers <laughs> in his name. Yeah. All right. Congratulations, Steve. Uh, have we taken care of you with the $35 thing? Yes. Uh, okay. Cool. All right. Uh, you wear whatever it is you get with pride. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have to say this is the best show on Blaze TV. I love Pat Gray and Keith and Jeffy. It's the best show on Blaze TV. Bless you. Every day. Bless you. You're a brilliant okay. man. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Steve. Appreciate it. <laughs> but wait, what about All the right. phrase that pays, though? I mean, he's he a just genius. Blew right by that, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, you didn't get into the phrase okay. that pays at so, all. That's awesome. <clears throat> that Steve will now get uh, $35 to spend at patheadshop.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got a really cool system this year because we had some issues last year with the mailing and all the stuff and recording it. And so instead, you just get like a kind of a code, right? Yep. You, and and that get, enables you to spend $35 at the, uh, at the store. Shop. No, padhead. Dot, no. No. Oh, shop. Dot blaze. Dot no. Com slash media underscore more merchandise. You missed the backslash. You almost nailed it. You missed the squiggly line. <laughs> Dang oh, it. Just go to patheadshop.com. There you go. Patheadshop.com. So easy. It's just that easy. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's skip down to uh, cut eight. Uh, because when uh, Joe Biden thinks of climate, here's what he thinks. When I think climate change, I think jobs. No, sure. American sure. Jobs Plan will put engineers and construction workers to mm-hmm. work building more energy efficient buildings and homes. Mm. Oh. Electrical workers, IBEW members installing 500,000 charging stations along our highways so we can own mm. so we can own the electric car market. Oh. So the government will own farmers Farmers the uh, manuf- cover hmm, that's interesting. So they can reduce the carbon concept. dioxide in the air and get paid for doing it. What color Look, farmers? Think about it. Think There's simply it. no reason why the blades for wind turbines can't be built in Pittsburgh instead of Beijing. No reason. None. No reason. Well, except the high corporate taxes they're paying here. So that you're just raising again. There's no reason why American, American workers can't lead the world in the production of electric vehicles and batteries. I mean, there is no reason. Mm-hmm. Mm. And there's no reason why we can't make unlimited toxic <clears throat> batteries that are going to be dead in a few years and we're going to have nowhere to put them. Uh, there's no reason we can't just litter the planet with these gigantic batteries that are destroying the earth. Why wouldn't we do that? We can do that. He also said, uh, cut 21 here, uh, climate change isn't our fight alone. Uh, he also brings up the Paris Accord. Look, Look. the climate crisis yeah. is not our fight alone. It's a global fight. <gasps> the United States accounts, as all of you know, less than 15% of carbon emissions. The rest of the world accounts for 85%. Go bug them. That's why I kept my commitment to rejoin the Paris Accord, because if we do everything perfectly... It's not going to only matter. Right. And neither does the uh, Paris I kept Accord. my commitment to convene a climate summit right here in America. What are we doing? With all the major economies of the world. China, Russia, India, European Union. Mm-hmm. I said I'd do it in my first 100 days. I want to be very blunt about it. Okay. I had 
My attempt was to make sure that the world could see there was a consensus that we are at an inflection point in history. Well, the consensus, consensus is if we act to save the planet, we can create millions of jobs and economic growth and opportunity to raise the standard of living to most everyone around the world. Uh-huh. If you watched any of it and you were all busy, I'm sure you didn't have much time. Mm-hmm. That's what virtually every nation said, even the ones that aren't doing their fair share. Huh. Yeah, the Paris Accords. He, he brings up the Paris Accords. It was so important for us to get back into the Paris Accords. Uh, here's what Al Gore said about the Paris Accords. Even if all 195 nations, not 194, met their targets, it still wouldn't solve the problem. Uh, th- that is correct. Heck, however, <laughs> okay. it sends a very powerful signal to business <laughs> and industry and civil society uh, and countries around the world. Uh, uh, that is correct. However, so he's, it's put to Al Gore. That even if every single nation does exactly what the Paris Accord says, even if they exceed it, actually, then still nothing will happen. That still won't be enough. It still won't do what you want it to do. That is correct. However, we're virtue signaling. We're we're sending the signal that we're uh, virtuous. And I couldn't tell. Isn't that what Joe Biden just said, too? Yeah, basically, yeah. But I yeah. couldn't It was so incoherent. Yeah. I don't know if he was making that point or a different point, but he said, even if we act perfectly, yeah. it's not going to make it. It's not going to change anything. Then why the... Why are we doing it? Why are we doing it? For the signal at the end. That's why we're doing it. It's, uh, it's amazing. Uh, let me tell you about Texas Superfood. Uh, Texas Superfood, after you have taken this for a while, you're going to notice what most people notice, that you have more energy and that you get better sleep. It's just going to make you healthier. Uh, these are the th- This will provide you with the things that you're not getting in your diet, if you're, especially if you're like me. This will be uh, nutritionally dense fruits and vegetables, the power of enzymes and probiotics in action. The things that I never get because I'm not eating, I'm not eating your kale or your broccoli or any of that stuff. I just <laughs> don't. But Texas Superfood is organic, vine ripened, antioxidant rich, raw natural fruits and vegetables, and it makes proper nutrition really easy. Each ingredient has been certified and selected to give you optimal nutritional intake. And with their grab and go packaging, you're going to be able to guarantee that your Texas Superfood will be there when you need it. All the fruits and vegetables are grown organically from locally sourced farms. Highest quality nutritional supplement you can get on this planet. Just go to TexasSuperfood.com. Check them out today. TexasSuperfood.com. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. You notice a big push now for labor unions, too? Uh, we're oh, back yeah. to the, the huge yep. push towards everybody needs to be in a labor union. And if you're not a, a union shop, you need to vote to become one. And if you vote and you decide the employees decide not to, obviously somebody cheated. Now, it's a conspiracy to say that that was the case uh, in the election of uh, Donald Trump and uh, Joe Biden in the presidential election last fall. But this is completely reasonable. That Amazon rigged the election 
at the was it Alabama? It was a, a yeah, plant somewhere. Amazon. I think it was mm-hmm. uh, in Alabama, and they voted and they rejected the union. Perhaps it was because they've got good benefits and and uh, and salary that they're already fine with, and they don't want to have to pay somebody, you know, ten percent of their salary in order to uh, to get what they got. Anyway, uh, here's Biden talking about his blue-collar blueprint. Now, I know Mm. some of you at home are wondering whether these jobs are for you. So many of you, so many of the folks I grew Mm. up with, feel left behind, forgotten, in an economy that's so rapidly changing. It's frightening. I want to speak directly to you. Do. Do it. Because you think about it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what people are most worried about. Can I fit in? Whisper to me, though. Mm-hmm. Independent experts no, estimate the American jobs plan will add millions of jobs and trillions of dollars to economic growth in the years to come. It is an eight-year program. These are good-paying jobs that can't be outsourced. Nearly 90% of the <sighs> infrastructure jobs created in the American jobs plan do not require a college degree. don't require an associate's degree. The American Jobs Plan is a blue-collar blueprint to build America. That's what it is. Why are we paying for college if you don't need that education for these great jobs, idiot? Does seem to be somewhat contradictory. Something I've always said (laughs) in this chamber and the other. Good guys and women on Wall Street, but Wall Street didn't build this country. What's a woman? The middle class built the country, and unions built the middle class. <laughs> and who, I'm sorry, who was it that paid the middle class? So that's why I'm calling <clears throat> on Congress. Where did the middle class get their jobs? From other middle class people? To pass no. Protect the Right to Organize Act, the PRO Act, and send it to my desk so we can uh-huh. support the right to unionize. Uh-huh. How many people who make $50,000 a year are paying you to work for them? Are you paying you minimum wage or or any kind of wage? <laughs> it's just, it, it's so insane, this class warfare that they're waging. Uh, but they're, man, they are sticking to it and they're accelerating it. And they are intensifying <clears throat> their efforts to bring about Marxism in this country. And he called for minimum wage and equal pay cut 11. and by the way hmm. while you're thinking about sending things to my desk <laughs> let's raise the minimum wage to 15 dollars no one i said that quietly so you know i'm no serious no one working 40 hours a week <clears throat> no one working 40 hours a week should live below the poverty line yeah. Read the teleprompter, sir. We need to ensure greater equity and opportunity for women. And while we're doing this, let's get the Paycheck Fairness Act to my desk as well. Equal pay. They spent much too long. And if you wonder whether it's too long, look behind me. And if you, wait, if you wonder whether it's been too long, look behind you. Well, so he, that was an instruction from him to us? Yeah. Hang on. Uh, there's a brick wall, a couple of guitars. Now, behind them were some empty chairs. Uh, so I'm not sure what the point was there. Okay, I think I think he meant to say look behind me. <laughs> oh, maybe. Which is oh, maybe. Yeah, he's talking about. Yeah, he's talking about the two babes the, behind the him. The broads, back you know, there. the chicks, yeah. uh, the you know. dames oh. over there. 
A couple of dames that are sitting behind him over hey, there. Hey, toots. I see you back there. You're checking me out, aren't you, over there? Hey, why haven't you brought me a beer over there? What do we have two women back here for if you're not going to serve me? No, that's Liz's job. Oh. Liz Warren. She's out. No. Okay. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for pulling that one out, Justin. So, I mean, exactly. I mean, and they're behind you. I would like to point out, Joe. <clears throat> Jeez. Uh, so it just continued. Uh, paid family leave, child credits, oh. and I love his proclamation. Uh, well, I'll let him proclaim it. Here he is, Third, number 15. The American Families Plan will finally provide up to 12 weeks of paid leave and medical leave. Finally. <laughs> finally. Good. 12 weeks. I mean, have, is there so anything the we've left off the list? No. In the world. Nope. No one should have to choose between a job and a paycheck mm-hmm. or taking care of themselves and their loved ones or parent or spouse or child. That doesn't make sense. And fourth, the American Family Plan puts directly <laughs> into the pockets of millions of Americans. In March, we expanded tax credit for every child mm. in a family. Up to $3,000 per child if they're under six years of age. I mean, excuse me, under, over six years of age. You oh, have wait. no, just read the script, $3, man. $3,600. Under, over, for children over between six years of age. Six years. With two parents, two kids, that's $7,200 in the pockets to help take care of your family. I mean, seriously. And that will help more than 65 million children and help cut childcare poverty in mm. half. Huh. Hey, where's the... We can afford it. Where's we, the... we can afford it. I love that. We can? Huh. Seems like the $23 trillion debt uh, says otherwise. Hold on a second. Where's the golf membership to the country club of your choice? I mean, that's like the only thing that, that, that we're not paying for yeah. being proposed here. My gosh, this is... It's pretty comprehensive Marxism is what it is. Comprehensive Marxism. Uh, and then, you know, he's expanding... What uh, what are privileges? What are necessities? With what are rights? Um, they're really following the FDR blueprint here, mm-hmm. uh, making just about everything in life a right, and that they just have to keep repeating it, and then people start believing it. Um, healthcare is a right. No, healthcare is not a right. No, it isn't. Uh, that is a responsibility that people have to provide for themselves through their employer or through uh, independent healthcare providers, whatever the case may be. Healthcare is not a right. We can't start doing that. Yeah, we didn't even get into the tax increases on the way. Huge, huge tax increases on the way. Uh, We'll get into some of that and much more. Also, uh, Brandon Tatum coming up half an hour. Gray Unleashed. Thanks for joining us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Got some tweets uh, at Pat Unleashed. Chitty Chitty Fang Fang tweets. When Joe starts whispering, I feel like he's about to offer me candy and the promise of a puppy if I get in his van. Oh, you know him well then, because <laughs> that's exactly what he did. <laughs> Little girl wants some candy. Uh, the steadfast Baptist pastor. 
I'll bet anything Biden's speech writers just gave up. They actually spell the word exponentially now. <laughs> Galt Shrug, if climate change equals jobs and you guys are against climate change, mm-hmm. then you finally admitted that you're against jobs. Mm. Oh! Got us there. Oh. Nailed us. Nailed them. Toothpaste words. Uh, funny. He, he brings up electrical workers. I did work for an electrical electrical company. Uh, we shut our doors for good yesterday because oh. we can't find breakers, panels, and other parts. Yay for small businesses. Oh, my. Thanks, That's Joe Biden. not good at all. Sucks. So I, I just got this note mm. from uh, Bead Sisters, and it is uh, the look behind you line that Joe uttered mm-hmm. was probably just instruction in the teleprompter. He wasn't supposed to read it. He was supposed to do it. Can we see that again? That, that where he says, uh, look, look behind you. Look behind you. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Think doing the, this. Let's get the Paycheck Fairness Act to my desk as well. Equal pay. They spent much too long. And if you wonder whether it's too long, look behind me. Does he, <laughs> is it me or you? I, I don't know. And if you wonder whether it's been too long, look behind you. Or wait. I, I can't tell if he said me. Was that a Rick you. Sanchez thing? That's what I wonder. From Was yeah. it CNN? Yeah. Did he work for CNN? Yes, he did. Yeah, when he did this little, uh, uh, can you turn up this? particular machine that's not going through no certainly certainly not that's too bad what happened we got a second music box sound box thing over there and three o'clock thanks so much Wolf. appreciate it look forward to seeing you good good job on the situation room today as i'm sure you will do thank you Uh as i'm sure you will do the reason he had to add that was because the situation room hadn't happened yet so he's telling him good job on the Situation Room today, which hadn't even happened yet. So that's, that, I mean, that's another standalone so mistake of its right. own. Right. So then there's that and... Ad lib, a tease. That's what it says right here. Now, now I'm supposed to ad lib about something that is, that I should know about, right? Wow, okay. Next, ad lib, a tease. So that's probably what happened to Biden there. Uh, maybe it, the instructions were, look behind you. Or maybe he was supposed to say, look behind me and see these uh, lovely women behind me. I don't know. Paycheck Fairness Act to my desk as well. Equal pay. They spent much too long. Mm -hmm. And if you wonder whether it's too long, look behind me. Oh, he did say me, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, play that one more time. Yeah, I think he might have actually said it. Okay, well. All right, well. Our bad. Let's, let's get the Paycheck Fairness Act to my desk as well. Uh, Equal pay. They spent much too long. And if you wonder whether it's too long, look behind me. Yeah, you okay. did. You did say it. Well, that ruined the whole look last three minutes and 45 seconds. Then. Yes, it did. It did. Boo. <laughs> That's okay. Well, I mean, that, on, man. kudos to the president, right? Because yeah. then he had like a, a moment where his brain was actually functioning. Because he normally defaults to where he would say something stupid like, look behind you. Mm-hmm. And so we were just mm-hmm. anticipating that as his default. <laughs> so, I mean, it was a shining moment there, apparently. Uh, then, of course, we had to do more Marxism and class warfare. Corporate America, of course, not paying their fair share. Cut 18. So, how do we pay for my jobs and family plan? I made it clear... We can do it without increasing the deficits. Let's start (laughs) with what I will not do. I will not impose any tax increase on people making less than $400,000. Okay, well, that's a lie right there. But it's time for corporate America 
Mm-hmm. And the wealthiest 1% of Americans have just begun to pay their fair share. Just unbelievable. Just I their mean, fair share. Just their fair share. Just their fair share. What is their... Again, what's their fair share? Sometimes I have arguments with my friends in the Democratic Party. Uh, I think you should be able to become a billionaire and a millionaire. Oh, here we but go. But pay your fair share. <sighs> Recent study shows that 55 of the nation's biggest corporations paid zero it's just a flat federal out tax last That's year. That's a flat-out Those 55 corporations lie. made in excess of $40 billion in profit. Mm-hmm. A lot of companies also mm-hmm. evade taxes through tax havens in Switzerland and Bermuda and the Cayman Islands. And they benefit from tax loopholes and deductions mm. for offshoring jobs and shifting profits overseas. It's not right. We're going to reform corporate taxes so they pay their fair share and help pay for the public investments their businesses will benefit from as well. Mm. Uh, it's, it's going to be tough to combat this because there are going to be a lot of people who don't make a lot of money who respond to that, who like that. Uh, well, okay, I don't care uh, who you're taxing as long as you're not taxing me. As long as you're hurting somebody else and they're who I perceive as rich, then that's fine. Go ahead and raise taxes on them. Go ahead and tax these corporations because they're big and evil and uh, doing terrible things and they deserve it. That's, that's going to be the, the mindset of the American people. And then they'll, they'll tell us how popular this taxation is. And then when people who are making less than $200,000 a year are being taxed uh, at a much higher rate because they understand they can't get the trillions they need just from the wealthy and the corporations, then you're going to be pissed. Or the small business owner that but it's going to be too late. is now going to have a higher tax rate is going to have to pay those taxes. And guess what? They're mm-hmm. probably going to eliminate jobs. And so that person that isn't being saddled with this extra tax, well, that's, they're not going to have a job to pay taxes to begin with. It's going to kill the economy is what it boils down to. That will, that will kill the economy. Uh, we also had to, of course, get into white supremacy because racism, oh, yes. Good. you know, racism yes. and white supremacy. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. You can't turn around and look at somebody uh, without finding white supremacy. Don't look over here where you're saying that, dude. Yeah. Appreciate well, that. If the shoe fits. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't, <laughs> don't know what you're saying. Uh, cut 23. Here he is on white supremacy. White supremacy is terrorism. It is terrorism. We're not going to ignore that either. Okay. My fellow Americans, look. Look. We have to come together to heal the soul of this nation. Yeah, you're doing a good job of that. Before her father's funeral, when I spoke with Gianna Floyd, George Floyd's young daughter. Mm -hmm. She's a little tight, so I was kneeling down to talk to her. (gasps) And I smelled her hair. So I could look her in the eye. Yeah, we understand. She looked at me and said, I got it. My daddy changed the world. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's unreal. After the conviction of George Floyd's murderer, we can see how right she was if, if we have the courage to act as a Congress. We've all seen the knee of injustice on the neck of black Americans. Now's our opportunity to make some real progress. Mm. The vast majority of men and women wearing a uniform and a badge serve our communities and they serve them honorably. I think this is despicable. 
to be exploiting people who have died this way uh, like they're doing. George Floyd did not change the world. The circumstances around his murder might. Um, but George Floyd didn't set out to change the world that day. Go and not pay uh, or pass a, uh, some currency that wasn't um, legal and have the police show up. And then uh, he decided, yeah, okay, and I'm, gonna, I'm going to force them to kneel on my neck for nine minutes until I die. That was not the goal of George Floyd that day. He, he didn't change the world. It's the reaction to all of that that might. But this deifying uh, the victims of these, of these tragedies is, has to stop. Come on. Can we use our heads here a little bit? Uh, pretty much left no uh, left-wing stone unturned. So he, he's covered... He's covered taxes, Marxism, class warfare, climate change, uh, white supremacy. So racism is in there. Uh, but so obviously you've also got to get uh, uh, the Second Amendment and eliminating it uh, in there as well oh. by claiming that gun violence is an epidemic. Gun violence has become an epidemic in America. No, it's not. The flag at the White House was still flying at half mast for the eight victims of the mass shooting in Georgia, when 10 more lives were taken in a mass shooting in Colorado. And in the week in between those two events, 250 other Americans were shot dead in the streets of America. 250 shot dead. Mm. I know how hard it is to make progress on this issue. In the 90s, we passed universal background checks. A ban on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. Pause it for a second. You see how he tied in the mass shooting to just general shootings all across America? Yes, sir. So 250 people had been shot in some manner through something. Gang bangs, uh, domestic violence, who knows what. Uh, Commissions of crimes. And so he lumped that in with the mass shooting situation to make it sound like they're all together. They're all connected. And I don't have it in front of me, but in Glenn's Despicable. book, Control, there's a fun fact in there about if you take out all of the progressive cities and the crimes, the gun crimes that are oh, committed in those cities, right? the United States is nowhere near the top no. of the most violent uh, countries on the planet. You take out these liberal-run cities... And it changes that stat tremendously. And if you're if you're gonna throw out 250 people shot during that time period, uh, you're gonna have to look at some other causes of what's going on in America, things that they don't want to look at and never will, things that they they don't even want to acknowledge are going on, and they don't want to look at the real problem. All they want to do is take guns out of the hands of Americans who legally own them. And are never going to commit a crime with them. 99.9% of the Americans who own guns are not going to use them illegally. Uh, But you'll never get that from Joe Biden or anybody on the left whose goal it is to just destroy the Second Amendment. 888-900-3393. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Let me tell you about Omega XL. If you've been in pain and it's been drawing out for a long time and you just expect it every single day and you just realize, okay, nothing I do is going to matter anyway, so I'm just going to have to live with it. 
This is something that could change your life. Omega XL. It has what's basically an off switch to inflammation. So when you take this and it builds up in your system, it takes about a took a week for me to start feeling some relief in my uh, elbow. And after two weeks, the pain was completely gone. Uh, and it has not returned. If you like that in your life, it can be a real game changer. Go to OmegaXL.com and uh, order yourself a bottle. We've got a great deal where when you order one bottle, you'll get a second bottle for free. So go there today. OmegaXL.com slash Pat. OmegaXL.com slash Pat. You can also call if you want. 800-844-4888. Pat Gray. All right. After spewing all the Marxism, talking about climate change, telling uh, wealthy Americans they're still not paying their fair share. It doesn't matter if they pay, pay 45, 50, 55, 60%. It's not your fair share. Uh, we still don't know what is a fair share for people. Do you take it all? Is that fair finally? Is it finally going to be enough for you? If you take every single penny <clears throat> wealthy people make, Will that finally make you happy? And of course, no, it, it will not. They'll still want more. Uh, so after all of this, they obviously had to get into the voting su- suppression of the uh, red states because it is rampant and horrible. And so here he is on Cut 25 talking about voting rights. The soul of America, we need to mm. protect the sacred right to vote. Mm. Most people. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. More people vote in the last presidential election than any time in American history. In the middle of the worst pandemic ever. It should be celebrated. Instead, it's being attacked. Congress should pass H.R. 1 and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and send it to my desk right away. The country supports it. H.R. 1. No, no, the country should act now. I'd like to see the polls. And what you've you've said to the people who are being polled to get them to respond favorably to H.R. 1. (laughs) Jeez. It's amazing how many people have gotten together now uh, to support Georgia. 21 black leaders have called out the despicable smear campaign that's been going on against the uh, Georgia voting law. Anyway, uh, Tim Scott, Senator Tim Scott, had a little response to the so- so-called, well, it wasn't really called the State of the Union, but it was kind of the State of the Union address. Here's the Republican response. I'm an African-American who's voted in the South my entire life. I take voting rights personally. Republicans support making it easier to vote and harder to cheat. And so do the voters. Big majorities of Americans support early voting mm-hmm. and big majorities support voter ID, including African Americans and Hispanics. Right. Common sense makes common ground. But today, mm-hmm. this conversation has collapsed. The state of Georgia passed a law that expands early voting preserves no-excuse mail-in voting, and despite what the mm-hmm. president claimed, did not reduce election day hours. 
If you actually read this law, it's mainstream. It will be easier to vote early in Georgia than in Democrat-run New York. But the left doesn't want you to know that. They want people virtue signaling by yelling about a law they haven't even read. Fact checkers have called out the White House for misstatements. The president absurdly claims that this is worse than Jim Crow. What is going on here? (laughs) I'll tell you, a Washington power grab. This misplaced outrage is supposed to justify Democrats' new sweeping bill that would take over elections for all 50 states. It would send public funds to political campaigns you disagree with and make the bipartisan Federal Elections Commission partisan. This is not about civil rights or our racial past. It's about rigging elections in the future. And no, the same filibuster that President Obama and President Biden praised when they were senators, Mm -hmm. the same filibuster that the Democrats Mm -hmm. used to kill my police reform bill last year has not suddenly become a racist relic just because the shoe is now on the other foot. Race is not a political weapon to settle every issue the way one side wants. It's far too important. That's great. That's great. Uh, what are they going to say about that? What, what can the Democrat response to his response be? I can tell you what it was. I wasn't wearing a mask. Okay. Is well, that what it was? No. He didn't have a mask on. No. Uh, <laughs> trending last night on Twitter. Why is he trying to kill my grandmother? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, the uh, the liberals that are so open-minded and into diversity and people of yeah. color. Uh-huh. Uh, trending last night in the uh, leftist world <clears throat> was uh, Uncle Tim. Oh, man. Of course. <clears throat> of course. Figures. Yeah, sure mm-hmm. does. It, because he has a differing opinion. Yes, He's yes. not black enough. Yep. Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. And and he was trying to kill people's grandmothers. I don't know why. I don't know what he has against your grandmother, but he sure was trying to kill her last night. Uh, now, <laughs> if my grandmother identifies as a baby in the womb, mm-hmm. um, then they would they would be totally. Oh, it's fine to kill. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. But uh, I don't think your mother can identify as a baby in the womb, can she? What is she? Ninety five. Nana? 95. 95. Yeah. Yeah. People aren't going to believe that she's a baby in the womb. What? She can identify however she wants to. Well, Democrats would probably believe it if you tell them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she identifies as one. Well, they... Oh, okay. Well, that's fine then. People on their side identify as like deer frolicking in their yards. Yeah. Why can't Nana be a baby? (laughs) She can. She can. If that's what she thinks she is, that's what she is. Wow. If I played this back for her... Her head would explode. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, man. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Joy Reed on MSNBC. I love this. Uh, she was talking to a uh, doctor yeah. who said outdoor transmission kind of isn't a thing. Yeah, kind of, well, watch this. And uh, check this out. Here's what she had to Beginning say. Beginning today, gathering with a group of friends in a park, going for a picnic. 
Yeah. As long as you are vaccinated and outdoors, mm. you can do it without a mask. Oh, Joining me now hey, is critical care you. pulmonologist, Dr. Vin Gupta. And Dr. Gupta, I am among the fully vaccinated, uh, joined Team Pfizer, uh, and I did go jogging today in the park. Okay. Uh, and I did, this was the mask that I wore with a doctor's mask under it. And most of the oh people my that I saw that were in the park, the park was Unreal. packed. I would say like 95% of the people still had masks on. <laughs> New York. That is unbelievable. New York, you you suck. She's fully vaccinated. And when she's outside jogging in a park, she's wearing not one, but two masks. And and, and I'd say 95% of the oh, people yeah. that were at the park were in masks. I mean, they're not coming back. Can't. These blue states are gone, man. That is just so acid. And he even tells her, yeah, you know what? That's unnecessary. You don't really have to do that. Wish we had his response because it's oh. it's kind of amazing. He 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 did tell her. Uh-huh. Uh, it's really not a thing, outdoor transmission. Yeah. And especially if you've been vaccinated mm. and you're outside, you don't right. need to wear even one mask, let alone two, you absolute buffoon. We have time really I believe I'm just paraphrasing there. I don't know if you want to see Savannah Guthrie with uh, oh, I do. Fauci. Yeah. Talking about kids. Discussing and, kids, too. Yeah. yeah, this is another problematic little area that it, we're getting into. You know, into. it sets up a strange situation, especially when you start talking about kids. I'll tell you a story. I walked to pick up my little girl at the bus stop yesterday after the CDC recommendations came out. Aww. I took off my mask. I oh. waited for her. There was no one else oh, around. Wow. She got off the bus with her little mask on. She had to wear her mask. I didn't on Why? the walk home. Why? When are kids going to be able to take off those masks and uh, play outside at the playground? Uh-oh. You know, that's going to be the same thing that I mentioned a moment ago. It's going to be a situation. <laughs> well, first of all, kids will first ultimately all. wind up getting vaccinated. But you want to have yeah, some they will. activity in that direction before they do. High school what? kids will likely get vaccinated as we get into the fall term and children of any age will likely be vaccinated by the time we get to the end of the year but let's not talk about the yeah. end of the year let's talk about Welcome the immediate or intermediate future right. when children are out right. in the community when uh, you have 30 40 50 000 new infections per day they, they are unvaccinated now because children can't get vaccinated now. And for that reason, uh-huh. they are more at risk of getting infected because they are out well, in the community watch his where there is a lot of infection. When the community level starts to go way down, the risks to everybody, including the children, is going to be dramatically diminished. It's already diminished. It's already... <laughs> Man, they can't keep their story straight. No. They they were telling us that kids are less likely to get this disease. Did you see that Savannah Guthrie makes her kid wow. walk home with a mask on outdoors because she's not asinine. vaccinated? It's Brandon Tatum coming up next. Pat Gray Unleashed. Mother's Day coming up. And that means you can save 15% at Kexi Cookies if you want. <laughs> but you got to order, if you want your cookies there, guaranteed uh, by Mother's Day, you got to order by tomorrow. Oh. Okay. For the, the 15% off will continue through Mother's Day. Okay. But the if guarantee. you want them there by, guaranteed by by Mother's Day, okay. you got to order by tomorrow. KexiCookies.com if you'd like to get in on that. A 15% off sale. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, the other day we saw just a 
<laughs> great clip of Brandon Tatum, who's a former police officer and the author of Beaten Black and Blue, Being a Black Cop in an America Under Siege. He appeared on uh, BBC, and I'm sure that they were expecting something completely different from what they got. Uh, Brandon Tatum joins us now. Brandon, welcome to The Blaze. Hey, good morning. Uh, first of all, um, you know, we, we want to talk to you about your, your, your appearance on, on the BBC and, and the work you've been doing. But you're the co-founder of uh, Blexit. Tell us, tell us about uh, what that is and tell us about that movement. Yeah, so um, thank you for having me on the show. In mm-hmm. 2018, Candace and I decided to, to launch a, a movement. And, you know, Blexit is a play on the word Brexit, you know, the British exit, it's kind of, right. you know, the black exit. And many people associate it with politics. However, politics is not the subject matter here. You know, we want to give people an opportunity to think for themselves, to be able to be the best version of themselves and to exit the brainwashing that has been going on for, for centuries. Um, and, and we do that. We give people opportunities to think in a different way. We present a different message to them. We have rallies, uh, we have community outreach, we have over 40 chapters all around the country where people who are voluntarily going into cities, supporting the community, back to school drives. You know, we're also starting an after school program to support um, children who may not have the adequate um, educational support at home. Uh, that's our objective is to really uh, give people an opportunity to get away from the brainwash and to be the best version of themselves. That's great. So it's not necessarily exit from the Democrat Party. It's more exiting a, a certain mindset. Yes, and when you do, you know, develop a better mindset and get away from brainwashing, I believe that inevitably uh, people will exit the Democrat Party. <laughs> although we're not trying to, you know, tell you how to vote. You're a grown person. You're an adult. You can do what you want to do. But we believe that once a person comes to the knowledge of freedom and the free thinking that they'll leave the, the the party of slavery. No, I think you're right. Don't you find that uh, that the African American community is much more conservative than they realize? A hundred percent. You know, my father is a perfect example. I think my father votes uh, Democrat. I think he voted for uh, Joe Biden, which he he regrets. Mm. And I talked to him the other day. Um, However, we grew up conservative. You know, we didn't mm-hmm. make excuses. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Nobody you know, they hand out. My dad worked his whole life. He held us accountable. You know, we, you know, in those 45 genders, we were growing up, you know, <laughs> right. in a traditional role. My daddy was the head of the house. What he said goes. I mean, all of those things. My daddy don't mm-hmm. believe in, you know, no, nobody I know believe in high taxes and all of this, these other programs right. that seem to be pushed by, by Democrats. Uh, now, being a former police officer, wh- what police uh, force were you a part of, and how long ago? How long ago was that? Yeah, I was, I was uh, an officer for the Tucson Police Department in Arizona, and I left in 2017. I started the police department in 2011, so I was about a little over six and a half years when you adjust the, the time I started during the year. Okay, and and I think what you're encountering as as you're being interviewed. Um, both here in the United States and then on uh, outlets like the BBC, uh, people have their minds pretty well made up that uh, only only blacks are shot by police. Uh, far more are killed uh, than than any any other uh, uh, ethnic race. 
uh, and that um, this is a pandemic or it's a it's an epidemic. Uh, the proportions are just are out of control. And uh, I think they're shocked when you actually lay down some facts on them, aren't they? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I actually wish that that was true. Because then our country wouldn't look like it was full of brain-dead people. I mean, it's, it's not even close to being true. Black people are not hunted down by police. Any statistic or data that you look at, you'll see that white people actually get shot twice as much as black people. And, you know, it's just not happening. The average black person is probably not interacting with police. It's really the highlighted situations of thugs, criminals, who are breaking the law, resisting arrest, and necessitating a, a violent response that sometimes goes well and is justified, and sometimes it's not justified. But they are shocked when they hear a black man throw out the facts, throw out truth, and they have nowhere to go from there <laughs> because they know they've been living a lie this whole time. Now, did you have that impression like we did that the BBC, the person who was uh, inter- interviewing you <laughs> uh, from the BBC was somewhat shocked at what you were telling him, at, at what your opinions were? And he, it seemed to me, he was trying to get out of you that, yeah, there's a lot of racism in America, and you just you weren't going there. Yeah, I think we both were equally shocked. And you know, I thought <laughs> yeah. they were going to talk back to me, and they started letting me go on and go on. And I uh-huh. said, well, come on with it. If you don't, if you don't interrupt me, I'm going to say everything I want to say. And, uh-huh. I, you know, at first I was like, I, what, what, what's happening right now? Is, is, the, is the guy fall asleep? On the interview because he is not saying anything to me, and usually, you know, like CNN, the BBC. Yeah. Like, well, 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 wait a minute. No, he just let me keep going. He was shell shocked. I kept going. Oh yeah, he. I, I don't know if the producer or whatever tricked him. Or, <laughs> they, I don't know what they were thinking because if you watched. 30 seconds of any video that I've ever been in, <laughs> you could tell yeah. that I'm going to say something similar to what I did. <laughs> now, so, how did that interview come to be? How, how did you wind up on BBC? Well, I was on BBC before. You know, I think they had me on a panel or something, and they let this black lady just talk over everybody the whole time, so maybe they didn't get a chance to hear me speak. But <laughs> um, So the BBC reached out to my assistant and said, hey, we want to have them on to talk about these issues. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, I had a decision to to do an interview with a with a local station or the BBC because I wasn't really familiar with the BBC. I don't watch the BBC. Mm-hmm. But then I had a conversation with Candace Owens because, you know, we're, we're really good friends. And I said, hey, which one should I do? And she's like, oh, you need to do the BBC. It's a lot bigger platform, whatever. And so I ended up choosing it and going on there. And she warned me. She said, be careful. The BBC is kind of like CNN. And uh, so I did go in kind of with a chip on my shoulder. I was like, you know what? If they say something, I'm going to get on them. I'm not going to just let them talk over me this time. And what do you know? They just let me go for it. Uh, do you find that w- when you lay down the facts, do people just disbelieve it? Do do they think you're lying? Well, it, I have different responses. You know, some people are like, they reject it. They go, oh, no, it's not true, whatever, whatever. And they, they're just completely brain dead. And then you have people that are stunned. Because mm-hmm. their whole life has been a lie, and everything they said is being, you know, unraveled right in front of their faces, and they act like the gentleman on the BBC, where they're like, uh, 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 "Okay, next question. Let me go to the, the, the talking point," and then when that gets debunked, the interview is over. And <laughs> a lot of people wake up because of facts. You know, Larry Elder is one of those individuals that that woke up a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was talking to Dave Rubin and, and, and he, Dave Rubin tried to pull the race card, America's races. 
and Larry Elder just beat him down for 30 minutes with facts. And that's shocking. And when you hear mm-hmm. the facts, if you're a person that, that, that's receptive, it will change your life. You're like, I didn't have, I had no idea that these things were true. Yeah, and, and it's so much more meaningful coming for you, from you than it would be coming from me. Coming from me, they would accuse me of racism. If I were to say some of the things that, that you have said, for instance, uh, after you told them that, that twice as many whites are shot by police than blacks every year, then, then his uh, response was that, well, it's, it's, not, it's disproportionate still among the black population. And then you had another fact that I'm sure stunned him. And the yeah. when that comes from a white person, it's just not effective, right? So <laughs> when you say, "Well, right," but there's there the the violent crime is fifty uh, percent of violent crime is committed by by blacks when they're thirteen percent of the population. That sounds racist from a white person. Uh, so that's why it's so much more effective, I think, for you to be saying something like that. Yeah, I think it's effective when a white person say it because anybody that, that has a brain stem that's receptive and not completely brainwashed, they'll hear facts and receive them. However, I do agree with you that it even becomes more effective because it's a shock factor because mm-hmm. they have an expectation that black people would just fall in line. But when you come and tell them that, no, I'm going to hold black people accountable. I'm not here to be a, 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 a 100% advocate of black people. They can do no wrong. If, if black people are committing half of the murders in this country, we need to think this through. And, and 13% of the population is every black person. We know that every black person isn't a criminal. So you, you have to say that's probably 3% of the population of our country is committing half of the murders. That is extreme mm. disproportionality. So when you have extreme disproportionality of crime committing, you're going to have a disproportional police response. However, even though there's a disproportionate police response, meaning that these inner cities are patrolled way heavily to majority white neighborhoods, white people still get shot twice as much as black people, unarmed and armed. So that tells you that technically, if you look at proportional um, police response and proportionality of policing, white people are targeted more than black people are. So. Mm-hmm. It is a complete myth, and, and I didn't just come up with this because I'm trying to defend something. I looked at the facts, and I came away disappointed that black people are acting like this and doing this, and we're just completely um, not taking accountability for our own actions. We're talking with uh, Brandon Tatum, who is a former uh, police officer and author of Beaten Black and Blue, Being a Black Cop in uh, an America Under Siege. What, what can people do uh, to... To stop the madness, uh, the the racist madness that is running rampant through the United States right now, um, you know whether it be police brutality or this uh, white privilege, white fragility uh, thing, the uh, uh, all, what's being taught in our public schools today, how how do people stand up and and stop this? People have to get active. They have to activate. They have to be, you know, everybody in this country, and I believe God has given everybody a, a gift and an opportunity and a talent. People have to exercise that. You know, a lot of times I see people that are quiet, the, the silent majority, and and that's not that's not that can't be the case anymore. People need to speak out. And if you're not a racist, don't let people beat you down over it and say that it call you something that you're not. Stand up, tell the truth, no matter what. They could call you what they want. 
And if, if, if you know, it depends on what you answer to, you know, and I'll give an example. Just recently, there was an officer in D.C. Metro um, named Corbin Seward. They punished him for telling the truth to a BLM brain dead activist. And, and mm. I had enough. Somebody relayed the message to me. My audience called down to the police station, gave, sent emails. They reinstated that officer. They, they tried to reinstate him over the phone. They wanted to reinstate him so fast. And also, we raised money for him. We raised, I think, $75,000 for him because they're trying to take his job, and they put him on a desk. He's losing money. Mm. So, but people were activated to support an officer that they were doing wrong. We need to activate in every way in our society to stand up for what's true and not let these people convince us, brainwash us, and beat us over the head for something that's completely not true. And do you think that this is having an impact? Do you think that the uh, Blexit effort that you're you're heading, uh, is, it, is it starting to take hold? Do you find that, uh, that people in the black community are listening? Yeah, I mean, the people who want to listen, I'm not going to, um, sit here and, and tell a big old lie and say that I think 50% of black people are converting. <laughs> no, it's not the case. There are some black yeah. people that do uh, want to know, know more and seeds that have been planted in them are starting to spring out and they're, they're supporting uh, Blexit. You know, we started out with just me and Candace Owens. Um, and we had like maybe a small group in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Now we have 40 plus chapters all over the country. We do rallies everywhere. Mm. People are calling me, messaging Candace consistently saying you woke me up man i was i used to be a democrat or i was i was gang banging and now i want to do something different and high profile people are volunteering um to support blexit you know obviously we have a donor base of people who are activated who who, who love the community want to see change and so i think that blexit has been tremendous and if you look at the black um and then this is a political thing, but it shows you that there's results. We started in 2018 and 2020, you've seen black people start to support the Republican message mm-hmm. leaps and bounds above what happened in the past. And I think a lot of that is attributed to, to people like Candace Owens and I, and also a foundation that's out there doing the work. Well, you're having a, uh, an amazing impact, uh, Brandon. Uh, keep it up. Um, it, it's It's great to see. Uh, the actual facts getting out to uh, people and in in such a, a dynamic way. If people want to hear more about uh, your thoughts or get involved in the Blexit movement, how would they do that? Yeah, so BlexitFoundation.org. You just go to BlexitFoundation.org. Okay. You can see all that we're about. Read our mission statement. Mm. Um, if you want to donate, you can. If you want to volunteer, there's opportunities as well. Also, they can visit me personally at TheOfficerTatum.com, TheOfficerTatum.com. You can see anything that I'm involved in. My brand new book that's coming out, available for pre-order. You know, I have a uh, my YouTube channel has 1.6 million subscribers. I do daily content there. So anything that people want to know about me further, including Blexit, can be found on my website. Fantastic, uh, Brandon. Thanks for all you're doing. Appreciate it. Well, God bless you. Thank uh, you for you having too. me on. Thanks. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's just fantastic. Making and, a difference. And again, it it it's it's so much more meaningful uh, coming from from Brandon Tatum because he, he's black, and there are more people are more likely to listen to him than they are us mm-hmm. because they can just pass us off as racists or Republicans or whatever. Old white guys. Old white guys. Nobody you, listens. You can't. 
you can't call Brandon Tatum a white supremacist because uh, that would make a heck of a lot of sense. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. They do what they can to disparage them, though, uh, as they did with Tim Scott, as we were talking about uh, a little bit earlier. Tim Scott, who had the Republican response to the State of the Union last night, they're calling him Uncle Tim. So that's okay, I guess. Yeah, that's fine. I guess that's fine. That's got, certainly not racist, right? Remember, the D is effective in blocking criticism. The R amplifies it. Oh, put that after your name. Okay. Yeah. So All right. That's what happens. It's exactly right, though. That's exactly right. We did a little poll uh, yesterday. Uh, because it was Great Poetry Reading Day. Oh, yeah. And we shared some great poetry with you. Sure did. The great and talented Maya Angelou. We lost her. Mm-hmm. We lost her. But her poems remain. Uh, so we we asked you, Maya Angelou, which, which poem is better? Hers or Al Gore's? The one he read on CBS many years ago. I guess probably, what, 10 years ago now? At least. When he did the uh, thing with, uh, was it Harry Reasoner? Harry Smith. Harry Smith. Thanks for asking. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for reading that uh, in your voice. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. Uh, So anyway, Al Gore won the uh, the poll. 78.8% to Uh 21.2. That's quite the disparity. It's kind of as I would have expected, though. Yeah. I mean, any poem that has the phrase, Neptune's bones dissolve. Right, on an acid flea. That's going to win every time. Yeah, that acid flea is going to dissolve bones, even Neptune. The other poll we were uh, we uh, conducted on Twitter, which would you trust more? A SpaceX rocket ride <laughs> or a COVID uh, vaccine shot in your body? <laughs> And, of course, the SpaceX rocket ride won 84.4 to 15.6%. Oh, wow. These were blowouts, man. Yeah, they were. Not even <laughs> close. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing how our audience is so distrustful of the vaccine when our audience also supported in, uh, you know, the vast majority, certainly, Donald Trump and Donald Trump's efforts to bring about a vaccine. Well, now here it is. But now nobody wants it. I mean, look, if, the, if, if we, the, I think people thought the vaccine was going to shut other people up, and that didn't work. <laughs> no, that's true. Because they're out there. That is true. I mean, I, literally, I'm beginning to think people are on the left, especially, are getting the vaccine just to have an excuse to make these stupid songs and these <laughs> parody videos. Uh, it's, I mean, it's brutal. And it's getting the, the mental instability of our collective selves is showing more and more. And the giddiness. Oh, what? No, don't, no. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, not her. Stop. No. Thank you. Wait, I, I was just getting into it. I was just, I was just starting got, to feel the groove. She's got so many of these parodies, this chick. All on vaccines and COVID yes. and stuff? That's, really? That's her inspiration. <laughs> she's got one... Uh, that is amazing. Uh, it's uh, oh gosh, I'm. I think it's I'm a Pfizer girl, or something to that. I'm a Barbie girl. I don't know. You're welcome. Now it's in your head. No, it's not because I don't know the it's, song. So yeah, you do. No, I have no idea. No, I. This no. Girl oh no, not this one. Uh, oh gosh. gosh. Ah, this uh, girl is on Pfizer. I'm telling you. 
And she thinks she's really good. That's the that's the amazing part of it. She thinks uh, she's really a diva. Yeah, I'm I'm a songstress, man. The people are gonna love this. Wait till they eat up. This girl is on Pfizer instead of this girl is on fire. Huh? How creative is that? <laughs> Our nation. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Is flooded with these. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mental patients that are on the loose. I still wear a mask. Oh, no. no even good. though mm-hmm. I am twice vaccinated. That's my gang sign. Oh, goodness. We've got an update on her tomorrow. Oh, we do? Yeah, I got another video of that chick. Is she, like, mentally disturbed, maybe? They all are. Yeah. That's the common thread. I, I, I get more of a feel from her than, than the others, even. Yeah. Uh, they're all pretty bad. Somebody sent me something but. this morning. She's trying hard to make that uh, make that yeah, great. stick, make that a thing. Great. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. If you want to get away from it all and just leave the planet, yeah, yeah. What do you got? What do you got? Uh, we've got a hellish world that could be the hottest planet in the known universe. Oh, sounds it's like just been discovered. Maybe vacation spot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, dress comfortably when you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, Toi. 143rd uh, <laughs> 1B. Uh-huh. Uh, the That's catchy the name names, the man. The, the, the catchy names that they come up with. Also known as Mascara 5B. Wait, Mascara? Yeah. <laughs> Mascara 5B was found 490 light years from Earth. Oh. So if you travel at the speed of light, it would, which is 6 trillion miles in a year. That's too far, man. It would take you uh, 490 years to get there. That's weird. You always think it's colder way out there. Yeah. Huh. But this is uh, nearly twice as large as Jupiter. Wow. And the planet reaches temperatures that exceed the scorching red dwarf stars in our Milky Way galaxy. This is a very hellish world. Dayside temperatures of approximately 2,700 degrees Celsius. Or, Again, you're hitting us with the metric stuff. Yeah. I don't. What is that? That could be eight degrees. It could be eight million. There's no way to know. Is. There's no way. Or to it know. could be five thousand degrees Fahrenheit. Five. It could be five thousand. It could very well be five thousand degrees. Five thousand degrees. So I mean, that's wow. in the shade. It's gonna be a bobby one to, today here on TOI 143.1B. High of about 4,997 with a low of 4,912. Burr. A little chilly. Bring your sweater. Good sleeping weather, though.